Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the lowest lane to his Superman, Michael Howard. Michael, I'll fly you all around by the hand. Just Thanks, zooming. buddy. You ever think about the physics of Superman flying really fast and Lois Lane just being dragged dragged behind by her wrist, but somehow... I feel like her arm would just fall off. Ripped right off. Yeah, because one time when I was... I think my sister was about seven, and I was... So I was like 14, and I was spinning her around by her arms mm -hmm. and dislocated her elbow. That sounds about right. You do a lot of dangerous shit as a kid, just right. with arms for the most mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. And Superman, apparently, I mean, he obviously not of this planet, but didn't learn that lesson. And despite that, still the best <laughs> Superman movie, movies <laughs> to date. Which ones are these? The uh, Christopher Reeves one. Oh, Just yeah. like the 80s ones where he's just like somehow she's keeping up, like keeping pace flying with him. Not thinking happy thoughts, just having her arm ripped out romantically. Flying romantically ripped out, though. Flying above Metropolis. I still can't get over the fact that people don't know that he's Superman. Well, Michael, he wore glasses. And I mean, I get that. I'll be honest with you. Have they least... ever actually explained that, though, like how that works in real life? I mean, it was a simpler time. Everyone was really stupid in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, that's it. But there's actually a pretty good, like, Christopher Reeves had a, like, you can... I mean, he, you see it in the, the first movie where he, like, becomes super... Like, he takes the glasses off, but he also, like, uncurls himself. Like, he grows about four inches just by, like, unhunching his shoulders. Like, I don't know. It's... You're not expecting unassuming Clark Kent to be Superman, Michael. I'm just saying, like, if I stand up straight, you're still going to recognize me. That's fair. I will say, like, Henry Cavill doesn't even try. He's just like, yeah, it's probably me. I don't yeah. know. Ask about it. <laughs> Am I Superman? I won't tell. Yeah, like, probably. Here's a, did they not have sunglasses in the 80s either? Like, did he never Did he never have to put on sunglasses or anything? Well, just the brief moment where he had to go from indoor to outdoor. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, it's Superman. He's right there. Oh, I see right, him. Look, oh, man. Hmm. I, I mean, that's the thing about the glasses in the 80s, though, too. They covered three quarters of your face it might as well have been like a, a mask fa yeah face mask i think it would be funnier if in the new ones they made him wear the glasses that have the fake nose and mustache attached just the marx brothers like glasses yeah, yeah. i mean that would be way better and then they wouldn't have had to get rid of henry cavill's uh mustache for the whole movie. yeah and also it's just like oh look at clark kent what a cut up superman's so serious there's no way there's no way that <laughs> sad sack punch boy is i mean they've already given superman like all of the powers in the world why can't he have the power to grow and on grow a mustache whenever he wants that's a good point why can't he just like grow a cool like honestly at or this like point, long hair or something or just like use his laser beam eyes to create like a hologram over his dumb face <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like he has all the powers of everyone else. He's he's better than all the other superheroes mm -hmm. at their one particular power, but can't accomplish the goal of like a mustache. But, you know, we're also looking at this in, in kind of the wrong way. Like most superheroes, they don't have a disguise in their real life. They have a disguise when they're the superhero. Sure. Right. The, this is, he, is Superman the only guy who actually his disguise is his real life persona. Mm -hmm. Everyone else just like wears a mask or something. I mean, a lot of them do, not all of them, but it's also it's well, the also, ones who actually don't want you to know who they are. I guess if you were an invulnerable, like an indestructible alien, like would you really <laughs> care? It's like, oh yeah, if they find out, I don't get to blend into this human anymore. I don't get to write my my bad Daily Planet or yeah Daily Planet articles. But uh, I guess I can just go fly around and do whatever the fuck I want because I know who I am now. Also, why does he have? Why do superheroes have to have al alter egos? Because they they want a real life, Michael. Which Is superhero? Real life? Which superhero are we talking about? Because I can give you detailed breakdowns of why each of them <laughs> want want daily like real lives. Well, I'm just saying, like Clark Kent, because the it's for the people they love, Michael. If if you know they want to have people in their lives and if they know their real identities they can target the people yeah around. but the villains always know the real identity oh yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> like all the time like in spider-man the villain finds out peter parker to be fair that was a bit Lex of luther a... always knows it was superman mm -hmm. clark kent he doesn't always know i'm just saying i prefer like the the marvel ones right where they're just like hey i'm fucking doctor strange 
It's me now. This is who I yeah, am. This is who I am. I wear this fucking cape. This is me. I'm I'm Star Lord. Yeah. I live at uh this address, Bleaker Street. I live, <laughs> live here. This is my spaceship. Yeah. Come and get it. <laughs> come come grab a piece. <laughs> well, Michael, how are you doing this week, buddy? Uh I'm doing well. I'm a little tired. I had my first uh personal training session today. Oh, you real fitness yeah. boy now, huh? Well, I I heard that they're looking for a new bond. Oh, so I you thought you'd, I, you'd break a piece of that action off. Yeah, you know, I figure if I buff up a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe learn parkour. Maybe they come looking for this guy right mm-hmm. here. They're you, like, "Hey, we heard you on your podcast. You've got a, a certain certain something that we've been looking a certain, for." What the French Joie call a certain, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Michael. Hey, you've got my vote. Actually, mm-hmm. no, you don't, because I want Idris Elba to be James Bond very badly. Yeah, but like he's old. So he can only do like one or two. Yeah. And then like, by I that time, do like six. By the time he's done with one or two, you'll be the same age Idris Elba is. So you get a one or two picture deal. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. I can be the Bond understudy, I guess. Yeah. In case anything happens to Idris Elba, they just throw me in there and no and one, no one will know the difference. <laughs> yeah. It's just, hmm, look at this hmm, guy. There he is. Are you prepared to shave your beard? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I can be actually, you know what? I think it's time for like an old crotchety, just like bearded, given up on the world. James Bond. Yeah. Just like some guy who's just kind of getting by, you know, just doing it, doing his uh, personal training classes. Yep. Drink a lot of bourbon. There should be a scruffy kind of scruffy overweight, you know, not British. Yeah. Not British is the big one. That's (laughs) that's. I like that twist on the character. It's yeah. J- Jim Bond. It's Jim. Jim Bond. Well. Jim, Jim Bondwell. Jim Bondwellson. Um, how are you doing? I'm okay. I haven't been doing any physical activity mm. ever. Mm. Um, you can so, be my cue. Yeah. Okay. I'll. I can't or maybe my I, money penny. Yeah. Th- no, I'm not good at. I'm not good <laughs> at finances. Um, <laughs> Who's the guy like who kind Dame of shows up wearing the... No, I can't, I'm not a good planner. Um, who's the guy in the Bond movies who always shows up? He's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and just like shorts and big aviator sunglasses, sometimes smoking a cigar and just like, hey, James, we did it. Yeah. He's the American, the fat American guy. I can be Magnum PI? <laughs> yeah, I'll be Magnum <laughs> PI. Like, but like a fat Magnum PI. Okay. So like the Magnum PI from... Um, what is the cartoon with the Chippendales and the Magnum PI rescue, rescue rangers? rangers? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the fat rescue like I'll be the fat chipmunk version of Magnum PI. All right. To my James Bond. I like it. This movie's way better. You know, I think it's kind of time that we had just some like dumpy heroes. It's a good point. Hmm. Surely this has been made. I've well, I mean, I we I saw Pineapple Express. So we're, I think we've basically Raise the stakes of Pineapple Express to a point where just like two shitheads are solving international crimes, which I'm into. Is that really James Bond anymore? <laughs> it's it's Jim Bondwell's worth. Jim Bondwell's <laughs> and his chipmunk Magnum PI. Hey, why hasn't James Bond had an animal companion at any point? He does need a good doggy or, or a fat chipmunk detective or a fat chipmunk. <laughs> 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 I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> I think, how will we get into the news? Do you have any fun stories for me? Well, yeah, speaking of uh, changing classics that everyone mm-hmm. knows and loves, did you know that us millennials uh-huh. are what killing now? mayonnaise? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Give me, give me a sharp knife so I can slice through it a little bit harder. How okay? Oh no! Of all the things that millennia millennials have killed, mm-hmm. I don't. I mind this one least. But please, what is what is this? Well, it was a story in Philadelphia magazine. Oh, okay. Well, I automatically do not give right. a half it's called, quarter fuck of what they think. How millennials killed mayonnaise: the inexorable rise of identity condiments. <laughs> Hold on a second. Identity condiments? <laughs> I assume they mean things like fancy aiolis and homemade ketchups and all the really good stuff you get with your sweet potato fries and stuff. I hate everything about the modern world. Like, I had I have I've been really good about not wading into Facebook like 
anything. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. And then the other night I was a little drunk and just like a little sad. And I just went, I went on Facebook and I saw someone post about Jordan Peterson, like Canadian, yeah. I don't know, whatever. And got into an argument about with someone about identity politics and how like I think it's just it's just people being people and like I, I don't know I hate that identity politics has become has become identity condiments yep we live in the dumbest timeline we definitely live in the dumbest timeline and you know what fucking I used to be like hey I'm not really a millennial because I'm kind of born at the beginning of this group i'm kind of in a weird weird transition zone but i was gonna say when you said we millennials i was like huh okay yeah i you know what i'm I'm starting to if they're gonna kill stuff like mayonnaise and hopefully ketchup at some point um i'm i'm in on this party train well so i i'm in a weird place with mayonnaise in general because i used to hate it growing up it was bad because and it's funny you speak of ketchup because in in my family, the Cushing mm-hmm, household, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ketchup and mayonnaise were basically two of my dad's five food groups. The other being <laughs> cheese, beef, and bread. <laughs> uh, and occasionally tuna. Um, and so he, when he, when it was his time to make lunch for us, he would just make tuna fish. Mm. With approximately a two to one mayo to tuna ratio. He didn't put any mustard in that bad boy? No, my dad is not a, a culinary Gene, he's not a culinary moron. He's he's something below that. It was basically so, just mayonnaise, just, just mayonnaise tuna and tuna, and like that sounds disgusting. And again, a dick ton of mayo. So I <laughs> so hated it. Was it was like a mayo soup. Yeah, it was a mayo with soup with chunks, chunks of, of like albacore in it. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then while I like ketchup, it's what my dad puts on. Like my dad would put ketchup on white rice. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! This is. This is Fuck. the house I came oh from. Oh my god, Michael! This is who I. This is who. This is who I've escaped from. I've heard so many disturbing stories about your childhood and mostly your school upbringing, but this is by far the worst. Michael, the the biggest problems in your life stem from home, <laughs> and that's just that's just God's honest truth. That is a good point. Like, look, I don't have anything against mayonnaise in principle. But it isn't a thing that stands alone as a food. Like, you can make other things with mayonnaise. Yeah. But it has to be seasoned because mayonnaise is just fucking, like, egg yolk and, like, vinegar and, like, lard or some shit. Like, it's not a food. It's like a... It's whipped cream that someone made from eggs and olive oil. They just whipped it up really good. And look, it's, it's fine. Like... You can make like a like a chicken salad out of it, but you have to put other seasonings in. It. You have to put tarragon. You have to put mustard. You Ooh, have to put tarragon. Look at this guy. Oh well, yeah, you got tarragon chicken salad. That's a shit. But this this author, Sandy Hingston, uh huh. Her I guess a, epiphany, her come to mayonnaise Jesus moment that that millennials have killed mayonnaise was when she brought her mom's. Waldorf salad. Uh-huh. The recipe for Waldorf salad. That I don't know what Waldorf salad is, but it sounds like it's just a bunch of vegetables tossed in mayonnaise. It's it sounds like a bunch of worthless things that no one wants to eat thrown into yeah. mayonnaise. And then uh Yeah. So they they bought they brought it to a picnic and apple no celery grapes and walnuts dressed in mayonnaise served on a bed of lettuce. Yeah. Like that sounds fucking disgusting. And they brought it to somewhere and and no one ate any of it. They had to bring all three pounds back home. And they're like, oh, family's tastes have changed. First like, of all, don't bring three pounds of anything anywhere. Did you say there were raisins in it, too? There were probably raisins in it, right? Uh, not in the recipe that I saw. It was grapes. Okay. Grapes. Which is basically raisins that haven't died yet. Yeah, they're better. They're better raisins. <laughs> they are better raisins. Um, But, okay. Like, also ketchup. I used to hate ketchup, but then I discovered that you can actually make ketchup that isn't just sweetened sugar water. Right. Like, it's like, it's not just tomato and salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually put other things in it that make it taste good. Yeah. <laughs> so, ketchup, I don't know. I, I, I mean, obviously, we fought before about this, mostly around Chicago hot dogs. But <laughs> ketchup, I think, has its place in, again, in small increments, which I never had the, I never experienced too much ketchup growing up because 
I could control your dad ate it all before well, you that, could get there. And I could control the I could control the the flow of the spice. Mm, the ketchup mm, spice. Mm, mm, mm. The 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 mayonnaise came at me in a torrent that I could not control because my dad was like, "Hey, I made lunch. Eat this." And I was like, "No, I don't want to. It's <laughs> it is dog shit." Um so my I found the article you're talking about and <laughs> they have a couple like even in the article, the writer notes, one of the reasons for mayonnaise's early popularity, popularity, according to public health historian David Merritt Johns, was that it served to disguise flaws in the ingredients it coated. Potatoes past their due date, flabby cabbage, tuna that was less than pristine. It's like, cool. What a great ingredient. It's, wow. It's cool. only used to cover up the taste of rotten shit. <laughs> Hey, guess what? The FDA exists, so I don't have to eat mayonnaise. Like I, ha- I know my food's good. I don't have to. I don't have to coat it with egg slop. Exactly. Also, Miracle Whip is better. I can't actually agree with that. Miracle Whip can go fall in a well and die. Also, it actually is worse. Um, which is like, it's also there's another thing in there. It's like, yeah, instead they're gobbling up kefir and ajvar and chimichurri and go- gochujang. It's like, yeah, all those things taste you have good. Flavor. Yeah. <laughs> in this yeah in this article it says in a world torn asunder by the great depression the holocaust and two world wars our citizenry needed to come together be united rally behind a collective vision of what it meant to be an american you lived in a single family house you drove a station wagon you wore bowling shirts and blue jeans and you slathered may- mayonnaise on everything from blts to burgers to pastrami on rye how do you think hold the mayo became a saying there was always mayo and if you were some kind of deviant who didn't want it you had to say so out loud yeah, and also this was the generation that made jello molds a thing. It's like, yeah, you guys were in fucking rations. Of course you're eating this nutritionless shit. Cake. Yeah, no thank it's, you. The, this is the generation that created basically go into your fridge and find all of the things that have just passed the expiration date and put them in a big bowl, cover them in mayonnaise or some kind of sweetened sugary shit, and then eat it. The thing is for me now at this point, as a begrudging millennial... I want to know when we're going to stop killing things and start, like, torturing things to death. Mm, Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the next one I want to read is, like, millennials create, like, saw-style death maze for, I don't know, apples. Fuck apples. (laughs) Hey, you can back the fuck off my apples. I just learned how to rip them in half. I'm going to (laughs) continue to eat apples. I still haven't mastered it, so I I hate them. I don't know what to do with them, so I'm just going to kill them. Even though I can't rip them in half, I'll find another way. But like I just yeah die I'll I'll happily kill shitty things and I hope you suffer when you're on the, on the way out the door. I'm just saying why don't they ever talk about all the cool things that millennials have like birthed, like modern society and the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna give that one to I mean Gen <laughs> X maybe. <laughs> we made the internet cool, right? No, like the internet wasn't cool. Yeah, oh, cool. But have fun with Prodigy. You have yeah, me- you didn't have any memes on Prodigy. Oh, cool. Net zero. Yeah. Oh, good job. <laughs> Try to download porn on Netscape. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, I just like, who, like, I, I don't know who is crying for fucking mayonnaise. It's like, one, you can still get it. Like, do you really care that Kraft can't sell, like, as much anymore? Like, who gives a dick? It has three ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like, make your own. Well, th- that's one of the things in the, and actually I did have, uh, so the end of the article was like, oh yeah, and by the way, that aioli you love talking about, got news for you, it's actually, actually just mayonnaise. I was like, yeah, I don't, cool, but it's. Yeah, but, but it's got flavor added into it. Yeah, it's not fucking Hellman's. And also, though, I did go, I had a, I had work drinks with a, a direct, like some vendors the other day and went out to this restaurant and like they all like the vendor ordered appetizers they had fries and it came with four sauces and they're like and the guy came over and came over he's like okay well this one's a honey mustard this one's like a sriracha aioli this one is truffle aioli and this is just the house aioli i'm like okay so the house aioli is just mayonnaise right (laughs) it's like no it's house aioli it was like okay but it's fucking hellman's we got it we squeeze a little extra like lemon juice in it yeah we said a prayer over it to get rid of all the evil out of it. <sighs> Have you ever eaten fries the way they do in Europe with just like mayonnaise? Uh, you mean Canada? No, yeah. I Canada? Have. Canada does it too. Yeah, uh, it's good. I've actually kind of got... just the Dutch. Or not the Dutch, the Belgians. 
I thought they just ate waffles nonstop. Did you know that there was a, a, a fight between Belgium and France over who actually created French fries? Like they went to war over freedom fries? That's weird. <laughs> kind of. So like they, they say that they're just called French fries, but they were actually created in Belgium. Belgium and France is like, nah, man, they're called French fries, though. I mean, they are just called French fries. Right. And also, Belgium, where do you get off? You got well, waffles. Why would the French call something French fries? Because they did it. They made. Why the fr- wouldn't they just call them fries? Like we don't call things. It's like we don't call things like a, a American burgers. That's Michael. That's because we're the best. You don't need to call attention to all the cool shit we do all the <laughs> fucking time. I'm just saying it, it makes it lends more credence to Belgium's claim that they would say like, "Oh, this is fries in the in the in the style of of France." Well, Michael, there's a reason when you're a cultural power, you name your your top chip just Cool Ranch, and you let Europe call them Cool American. It's like. <laughs> You let them recognize how cool you are. You don't have okay. to call attention. Okay. Call attention to yourself, but on your own terms. Okay. I you know, with it. like I a flag it. bathing suit and like screaming a lot in public. That's it. You don't have to call mm-hmm. your your cool food by your your own country's name. Oh, good Jan though. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why French fries. <laughs> but then again, they do call them Belgian waffles. Yeah, I mean the thing like, do they just call them waffles? Don't be greedy. But well, yeah. What do they do over there? My only reference is IHOP. I haven't been to Belgium. I mean, they, got, they also have Brussels sprouts. You got you mm, two things, mm, Belgium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Back mm-hmm. the fuck off. You're, you're calling a little too much attention to yourself. I just can't believe that somebody got paid money to write what looks like a thousand plus words about mayonnaise. Well, here's the thing about that. So I read a, a tweet uh, a couple weeks ago about some like economics professor at, I forget the school, but basically he wrote that public libraries should go away because Amazon is a thing. Oof. Apparently, as an economics professor, not realizing that one, Amazon costs people money, costs people wildly more money than Amazon does. A library. Yeah, than, than a library does. And yeah. um, <laughs> it turns out someone looked into it. So he's part of a contributor network that pays money to publish on these platforms. This dude paid $1,400 for the year to publish his horseshit take about public economics and was horribly wrong. So you do you, you think that this person I paid? think someone cared so much about her mom's horseshit Waldorf salad and was so upset that her own kids didn't like it that she spent $1,000 to tell the entire world that her kids are shitty and don't appreciate mayonnaise anymore. Because in my generation, when the food sucked, we slurped mayonnaise down like it was going out of style. Just and, fucking covered everything in And it. now these ungrateful kids who have, like, food safety regulations and, I don't know, cultural influences with good flavors, this white slop is not invited anymore to the parties. Mm-hmm. And Karen, mm-hmm. get your potato salad the fuck off the table. No one wants it. I'm just saying, like, this person is probably the same person who's like, oh, capitalism's the best. And mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, okay, so people created better things than this white shit. Mm-hmm. I get and, to kill it now. Yeah, and now it's and it's it's not surviving. They're going to have to basically innovate mayonnaise somehow. And this person's like, meh, good and, old values. And to be fair, like, I, I think Kraftler Hellman's like, no, was, sorry, Heinz, like, three weeks ago, introduced mayo ketchup, which is... It's own sort of horrible concoction, but hey, innovation <laughs> happens in all forms. And if I'm trying to kill mayonnaise and you at least slap some ketchup inside of it, I'll try your shitty condiment once. I'll buy uh, I'll buy a jar and throw it out in six I months. Yes, it just it sounds like I don't know if somebody saw the internet coming and they basically slapped together like a magazine and a typewriter rolled into one and was like, here's a thing. And everyone's like, no, that's still not a thing. Just because you combine two things that suck doesn't make it a good thing. You're saying if Blockbuster rolled out a service <laughs> where they would just drive to your house and throw a, v- a random VHS <laughs> at your head, you wouldn't have fucking watched a couple more tapes on the way out the door? You know what? I would have had to have a VCR. They would have had to have thrown a VCR at me, too. That's fair. That's a great point. But I mean, at this point, I'm I'm bored with Netflix. I don't know what to watch on that thing. I have all the world's entertainment in my hands. If I could just walk around a Blockbuster and pick out a, a nice VHS tape, mm-hmm. I'd probably be happier with my life. I kind of miss that level of tactile experience. You know what? When we do 
like if we were ever to go dark because like you know nuclear war of some sort like you could technically still watch a vhs Mm -hmm. well yeah yeah you need to create a like a stationary bike generator just as long as you're pedaling you get to watch the thing on vhs exactly you just need a you just just need a light source Mm -hmm. and then somewhere to project it call it a day got your you can watch you know your your vhs of uh red dawn (laughs) back when we knew how to fight people off (laughs) shit well, all right, Michael, what, uh, now that we've killed enough things, what do you got for me? This person just, this is bullshit. This attitude comes to you from young people who willingly slurp down eight gazillion kinds of yogurt, not to mention raw fish and pork belly and, yo, detergent pods. So don't talk to me about mayonnaise. The thing is, okay, guess what? Pork belly is fucking del- Did you just come at pork belly? Yeah. Oh, you, you're coming for better bacon? Are you kidding me? You're defending- mayonnaise and coming at better bacon are you and coming at any pork product the whole pig really if you if you talk about hell i eat i would eat pig hoof like pig feet i'd probably, probably. gnaw on that bone for a long time i'd do that before i ate a spoonful of mayonnaise here's michael here's the interesting question our friend Oded earlier today posed uh, a question to both of us uh, about Prosciutto being better than steak. Mm, yeah, that was a tough one. It was a, it was a tough again I though. I really wanted to come in with a hot take, but I I could not make up my mind. It's like both of those are very good things. Mm-hmm. Pig and cow, mm-hmm. both my friends. I like both yep. of them. Yep. Prosciutto is a very good brand of pig. I like his work. It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, like eh, heart and like. Hey, I can roll prosciutto up into a little ball and throw it into my friend's mouth. That's very mm-mm, fun. Mm-mm. I could throw it into my own mouth. That's fun. Steak a little bit harder to do that with. But again, so many brands of steak. I but like I like cow's work. Historically. Here's, here's the thing. Like, this is how divided we are mm-hmm. as a society right now. Is that like somebody posed this question and we immediately tried to pick a side. Sure. And I wanted to pick a side. And no one on the Slack, and until just this moment, I did not think of it. Like, why not both together? Pork and Nellos does. Yeah. Why not? Why not prosciutto wrapped around steak? Hmm. Like strips of steak wrapped with prosciutto. See? That sounds so dangerously delicious. Food scientists are probably have probably been too afraid to venture down that road. And now you've it, done it. It cannot get approved by the FDA. Well, well, actually, I was just about to say, too, because at the top of um, <laughs> top of a... I'm going to read a headline and then I'm going to read the top art, the uh, the article I just found at the top of this page. Um, and I think it has to do a lot with this mayonnaise conversation as well. So headline first, this Icelandic craft beer is made from a giant whale testicle. Just one? Just the one. Um, which. How many beers do you get out of a single whale testicle? I have to imagine a couple dozen. Holy boys. Michael, how much would you guess? And they don't really give. The um, I was gonna say brand of whale um <laughs> species. <laughs> how much? Ah, yes. How much? Brands. And let's 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 remember that uh, Icelandic folks uh, one of their top snacks is uh, rotten shark. <laughs> mm. Um, how much would you guess the testicle of? Let's just say, quote, a giant whale weighs. Ooh, a testicle of a giant whale. 50 pounds? Well, okay, you went massively <laughs> over four. Uh, 15 to 18 pounds. <laughs> I guess that makes more sense. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> so, it's more of a bowling, bowling ball instead of a kettlebell, you may Yeah, yeah okay. You're okay. like, you can have some fun throwing it down a lane, but you're not going to work out from it. You're not throwing it over your head. Anyway. You know, how, uh, you know what always throws me off whenever... Uh, I'm following a, a British person on Twitter and they talk about weights of things or how much people weigh and it's always like stone. 15 stone. Yeah. Like that always throws, but like it makes me think like maybe we should update that to like whale testicles. That you've always thought that. You're no, saying- I no. The other thing I've always thought, but this just now made me think like that sounds like stone <laughs> is like 20 pounds, right? Oh, hold on, Michael. I just read another line and I swear to God, I no, will get back pounds. to, I will get yep. back to the other story I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> just read another <laughs> sentence in this article. So here, here's the the full. Stedgy Brewery is producing a seasonal beer called Stenchy. Stedgy. 
S-T-E-D-J-I Brewery is producing a seasonal beer called Hjalver. I don't know. H-V-A-L-U-R. Made with whale testicle that's been that's been smoked in sheep's dung. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, God, okay. Uh, huh. I but washed why? it down with a homemade hot dog made but, s- made sa- sans whale testicle. But but why? Okay. I mean, it's a, I think it's more of a matter of you use what you have on hand to just you know get the job done. You just have whale testicle on hand. Uh yeah, so from an what an eighteen pound whale testicle you just have laying around is it in your ice box? Well, Michael, um, so apparently, Stetchy Brewery gets the whale testicles from a company called Hjalfer Hif. <laughs> Dude, the company's name is H V A L U R space H F. Like, what is this? What are you doing, Iceland? But it is the only Icelandic company allowed to hunt 150 pieces of whale, fin whale, every year. So it's a fin whale. Okay. So they use every part of the fin whale, including the testicles. Like fin whale? Like F-I-N? Like a whale fin? Listen, man, I'm just reading what I got here. I don't know. Okay. So a fin whale, adult fin whale weighs 100,000 pounds and his testicle only weighs like 20 pounds. Them are tiny balls. Hold on. Human testicle weights. I mean, hey, man, we're only working with half an ounce over here on our part. So I'm just saying, a hundred thousand pounds. Let's do the math. By a normal, <laughs> a normal human. So five. They weigh five hundred times more than us. Uh huh. So, so they should be two hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, they weigh five hundred times. <laughs> so twenty pounds divided by five hundred. So ours should weigh point oh four pounds, point six four ounce. So maybe what you said half an ounce. Yeah, that's actually perfectly in proportion. I think. Holy man, my math is so bad right now. Oh, I've been up since four a.m. I'm dying. Oh. Uh, in this episode, I don't know how to math. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the roughly, roughly, uh, proportional. Okay, so this this begs the question. No, it doesn't beg a question. That's not how you say that phrase. It raises a question. It raises a question. Do all mammals have roughly proportional ball size balls? <laughs> hmm. I don't think they do because I've seen gorilla balls in mm. pictures, and those bad boys, not a lot to write home about. I'll tell you that much. Maybe they're just very dense. Oh, could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah, it could be that. I don't really want to think about it. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, be, apart from whale balls. What the fuck were we even talking about anymore? I was about to get to that. Okay. So, on the the top suggested article on this travel and leisure article about Icelandic craft beer, whale testicle beer, um, was that Oreo just announced the winner of their flavor contest, and it tastes like a like summer nostalgia. And I don't know, Michael, I, I can't remember if we've talked about this or not. I think we did because uh, I think our friend Dave suggested uh, that we join the Oreo naming competition, and I suggested that we right. create an AI to just generate the worst possible flavors and submit to <laughs> the contest, which we didn't do because I don't know how computers work. Yeah. Um, also, no, we, we tried it, but then it just, it was really racist. Yeah. Like, Hey, computers slow down. Um, so apparently, you know, Oreo crowdsourced their next flavor innovation. And apparently the three finalists were cherry cola Oreo, which did take home the gold God, kettle, kettle corn Oreos. Okay. And then pina colada Oreo thins, which I can kind of see being kind of good. But again, I don't know if you've walked through any grocery store or, like, God forbid, a Walmart any any time recently, but if you look at your average Publix with Michael, I know you can't. I think the last time I went to Publix, I counted 31 discrete brands or, like, flavors and types of Oreo. So There's too many, right? It's too many, but hey, no one's going to walk up to me and say, Millennials killed Oreos because they're constantly innovating and keeping me on my toes. I'm like... Yeah, I will try some fireworks, Pop Rocks, fucking Oreos. But here's the thing. Because I have free time and want to die one day. 
I feel like people only try these out of novelty. Like, have you ever have you ever gone over to someone's house and they've had an Oreo type besides just normal, straight up double stuff Oreos? <laughs> I like that you said normal, straight up double stuff because right. it's like I don't have time to fuck with regular Oreos. No. If you bring a double stuff at me, I will eat the sleeve. Thank you. Exactly. Like, if you say you're bringing Oreos and it is anything other than double stuff, classic Oreos, like, get the fuck out of my house. I have a pen in my hand. I'm going to shove it through the bottom of your chin. <laughs> like, I don't like it. You're not my friend. There isn't, like, somebody, we were we were out somewhere with a bunch of friends and they were they went to the store and somebody said, hey, bring back some Pringles. And, so, and they brought back dill pickle Pringles. And it was like... Why would you do this to everyone? It's weird though that in that in that story, my problem isn't with the dill pickle Pringles. It's that someone requested Pringles. Of all your Man. chip options, what are you doing with the? Why are you popping? I don't mind. I don't mind a Pringle. It's just the most inconvenient chip. It really is because like once you get halfway down, you really can't get in them anymore. You gotta crawl around like a moron in there. Also, because they're designed for children. Can I say this too? And this is a little off topic, but um, Pringles now remind me of. I, so my senior trip, high school year, we were, I was very lucky to go to um, to Europe with my Christian high school, and um, we <laughs> they let uh, you go to Europe. Yeah, we weren't allowed to drink or anything, and then we did have to like sing praise and worship songs to like some Italian youths one day. Uh, but yes. the day, uh, the night after we did that praise and worship songs and like service work we were staying in a hotel in venice like a square hotel with a courtyard and uh my friend chris uh pooped into a pringles can (laughs) and then waited a couple seconds after he capped it and then threw the can into the courtyard and it exploded in midair because of poop gas and (laughs) I can't actually eat Pringles anymore because of that memory of just like watching it it soar through the air and then soar more through the air. So I don't I can't eat Pringles of any flavor because once yeah. you pop, you literally can't stop. I just feel like there's too many flavors of of all of these things that like who is eating these well, things? That's the thing, though, Michael. So here's the thing. When I see all of these options in front of me. I buy. I might buy some cherry cola, cola Oreos on a whim. Be like, okay, well, I ate two of those, or I'll eat some peep fucking Oreos for a joke on my dumb podcast, and then somehow the pink color never comes out of my body, and I'm worried that it's in my veins still. So that's upsetting. But then I go, you know what doesn't give me deep seated nighttime anxiety that I'm poisoned by peeps? Double stuff Oreos. Exactly. I'm gonna go buy some of those. So what I'm saying is. The mayonnaise industry can learn a thing or two, and maybe they are now that Heinz is making ketchup mayo, but they haven't gone far enough. They need to start making like Pop Rocks mayo. So like, <laughs> Michael, I'm just saying, push push the envelope of mayonnaise innovation to or, make people be like, oh, you know what didn't really suck this bad? Regular mayo wasn't that bad. Or they just need to collabo with other people, not necessarily condiment makers. Uh-huh. Like, what's wrong with a Hellman's Mayo Oreo? Uh, can I say uh, everything? I like I I I didn't think you could reach a level of Oreo flavor that I didn't want to try, and you did it first. You first shot. You you shot it. You Hel- Hellman's Pringles. Michael, you walked into the on fire four point shot in NBA Jam, and you fucking just nailed it from downtown. Hey, what's the mystery flavor of the Dum Dum's lollipop? Oh, Bad. it's mayonnaise. Oh, it's just uh, hot dog <laughs> shit. Great, we did it. It's it's hot egg water. Yay. Nailed it. I think you've missed my point, though, that by expanding the envelope, like, by pushing down the envelope of what mayonnaise could be, it makes you appreciate mayonnaise a little bit more. I guess, except that, like, See, what I you're doing is foisting mayonnaise's badness on every other cool product. <laughs> But here's the thing is I still want double stuff Oreos, regardless of whether they have like, I don't know, like, like fried cricket Oreos or some shit. Like, I'm still going to eat the double stuff. But does it make you does the notion that there are fried cricket Oreos out there, which, by the way, I would probably try just because (laughs) knowing that it's out there, doesn't it make you just like, you know, what was cool when they were just doing the regular dubby stuffs. 
And maybe even toying with the idea of a triple stuff, because that I'd fuck with pretty good. Mega stuff, I guess they do have it. Um, but yeah, like I think by like pushing the envelope, you can be like, I'll try these on a limited limited edition basis, but but and they all will come in the same fucking package. Like yeah. if they came in like a tiny sleeve where it was like four Oreos of a specific flavor, if they or give even me like a, a sampler pack of like, yeah. here, try this when you're sad, and then I could just go back to normal Oreos. I'd be better. Like when Sam Adams, like around like Christmas time or whatever, they have all of the different types of Sam Adams, but they don't make you buy a whole twelve pack of That's old Fezziwig nice. ale. It's the seasonal sampler. If I could get a like a summertime sampler of cherry cola Oreo, pina colada Oreo, Pop Rocks Peep? Oreos, Peep Oreo, I'd throw that in there. Yeah, well, that's a springtime one, my bud. Come on. Although I, I will say the seasonal variants, like the Halloween or the fall Oreos that are just orange cream are way better than the double stuff Oreos. And they're just they're the same cream. It's just colored orange. Oh, are you sure? Do a side by side taste test, my dude. And you will <laughs> your dick will be blown off. <laughs> Fall Halloween Oreos are the best thing that has ever graced this planet. But what always blows my mind is that you go in there and there is just all of these Oreos, mm-hmm. right? On the shelf. Mm-hmm. And like Oreos have a specific shelf life. They, they're not. They're not like fucking Twinkies, where they can just stay there f- for the next millennia. Yeah. And so, like, somebody's buying a lot all of, peop- of this. Michael, a lot of people are buying all of this. I know, but I've never seen them. I've never seen them out in the wild. I've only seen them in stores. Michael, it's because baby boomers shop at different times than you do. <laughs> Again, we are a different generation killing everything they like. So we don't see them seething in anger because, first of all, Michael, by the way, you're in a different aisle shopping for, like, not mayonnaise and Oreos. That's true. I'm shopping for my, like... All your avocado toast. Sriracha aioli. Yeah. Avocado toast. You're in the the ethnic food aisle buying sriracha and then going to get your your avocado. Mm -hmm. They're not there. So, Michael, I will say, though, speaking of one thing that I've I know we talked about this a little bit beforehand on the millennial front, specifically, I brought up a couple weekends or weeks ago that I had started seeing the sudden rise of um, electric razor scooters for rent around Atlanta. Yeah, I still haven't seen these in Chicago. That's because you live in a cool town. (laughs) Um. Well, it turns out, so again, these are basically electric razor scooters that are for rent and they have to be charged up. So there's like a kind of a burgeoning cottage industry around collecting these stupid idiot things and charging them up overnight and then dropping them back off and you rent them for a minimum of a dollar. It's basically like, you know, division bike share in Chicago where you can just rent a bike, ride it a little bit and then drop it back off at a, this part's critical, a... uh Docking station. A docking station <laughs> yes. rather than anywhere the fuck you feel like stopping mm. your mm-hmm. ride on a scooter. Um, so apparently um, people have become fed up with people who are just leaving electric scooters on the sidewalk or on a stoop or. Like, wherever. why is this OK? You can't just leave other shit on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm going to leave this company's property wherever the fuck I want. And it's someone else's problem now. It's basically expensive littering. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like if I rent a car, even like the the zip cars or whatever, you still have to park it in a zip car parking spot. You can't just fucking leave it in. You can't just get out in the middle of the road and be like, I'm done. Right. And I don't really understand how it works. But apparently in L.A., people have uh, started a a, uh, guerrilla war against these things. (laughs) They've been set on fire. They've been shoved into toilets. They've been tossed off balconies. They've been thrown into uh, the ocean. They've been adorned with dog shit. Uh, just apparently people walking their dogs will just leave the their bags of dog poop on these things. Um, and I have to say, I fucking get it. Like, get I've, it. I've seen so many of these things just left here. Apparently... Uh, they've people have started finding kickstands that have just ripped off the damn things, thrown around next to the next to these like tipped over scooters. Someone has a Instagram video of them just lighting them on fire, and like I gotta say, this is just the natural outcome of this new trend. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about like 
wasn't it the uh, the robot in um, Philadelphia that was just like a friendly robot, like traveling the streets and it was like supposed to be traveling the country and then they got to Philly and they just beat the shit out of it and destroyed it. Yeah, which again, it's just Philadelphia, but. But that was just like a friendly robot. Mm-hmm. He's just hanging out. Of course, people are going to destroy these fucking scooters you just leave in the middle of the street. Right. And I think that's like, the thing is, though, no one cares, including the police. They're just like, yeah, we also don't like these things. It's like no one is like criminally investigating any of these things. No one has really submitted complaints. It's just these are just being ripped apart because no one likes them <laughs> other than the people who can't be bothered to just, I don't even take an Uber 10 feet. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, so I just read this article. Um from the end of July. Holy shit. One second. Sorry. I just saw the LAPD Pacific Division's uh, Venice Beach detail, which is a fucking mouthful, said that his team has seen scooters left in a pile 10 feet high, but no one reports it because they don't care about it. That's amazing. <laughs> Sorry to me to interrupt. No, that's fine. So apparently they, they at the end of July, they, they had an article about these Lime Bike dock-free electric scooters that were being tested at Chicago neighborhood weekend festivals throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, but it does say that you ha- it, the app gives advice on where to park it and also requires riders to take a photo of where they leave it oh, to so ensure it's like, accountability. So it's like MoviePass adding the uh, you have to take a picture of your ticket stub I to be able to... Yes. Yeah. But like here's here's what I don't understand is... If I ride it to my house and I'm like in a neighborhood or I'm on like the end of a cul-de-sac or whatever and I just leave it out in front of my house, it just stays there forever? Because nobody's going to be walking by my house to to get on it. They're going to have to collect it, right? Yeah, unless it's someone who wants to charge it and they can come and get it because apparently you get paid quite a bit of money to charge these stupid idiot things. Unlocking costs a dollar and riding rate is 15 cents per minute. Mm Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty cheap, though. It's very affordable. And again, you don't have to do anything to do it <laughs> other than have balance. Good Lord. But man, Michael, millennials and Gen Zers are killing Uber and Lyft. What the fuck? God. How dare they? Is it All millennials right. killing Uber and Lyft or is it whatever the next generation after millennials? So I said Gen Z in there, too. Oh, Gen Z. Yeah, I think that's their current term probably not i don't know but i think from what i've seen in atlanta it is just the worst parts of the millennial generation just scooting around so there's nothing dumber than seeing a person in full work attire sometimes even like a suit on a scooter mm-hmm. 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 I, I yeah i have nothing to say to you i i yeah all right well what do you got for me bud Oh, man, do I have something for you, Gush? Oh, I can't wait. Um, Speaking of teens and their terrible, terrible tastes and everything. Oh, boy. Teen has intimate relationship with creepy, all caps, zombie doll. And they're set to marry next month. Felicity Kedlick, who has her doll's name tattooed on her arm, showers the figure with kisses and dresses her in pink clothes. And you need to see the picture of this. Yeah, hit me. Oh, God, zombie doll. It. Oh, God. Oh, baby. Okay. Um, I think the worst part is the four remaining teeth, <laughs> which, by the way, are not a child's teeth. They're fucking like a gold, like golden, like gang, like gangbangers teeth. Yeah, the, the thing is the size of a small child, but it definitely looks uh, and, like a shrunk adult. And apparently this girl dresses it up in like mm-hmm. kids jam jams, which I don't yeah. like at all. So uh, apparently she found it on a creepy doll collection website oh, when weird. she was 13. Weird. And it was gifted to her. By someone. She doesn't say who, but that person definitely has, like, they're to blame 100% for this. Uh-huh. Things have gone awry. You can't give a 13-year-old a thing that looks like this. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. Okay, so first of all, there's a picture of her kissing this doll with its complete lower jaw missing, like, bad zombie style, while the the doll wears a, like, a, like camping smock i don't even i can't even describe what it is it looks ridiculous um this doll is very bad um i I like this like 
it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I started to get feelings for her, but it's something that I kept on trying to deny. And you keep saying the word intimate relationship. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this is something I, I, I hear it a lot with the, like everything we talk about on this show. How do you fucking have an intimate anything with a ghost or a doll? Or an like, inanimate object of any sort. Or a like, building. Yeah, like things that are in like I know people who have pet snakes that they swear to God they have like friendships with. It's like, no, that snake has no like emotional attachment to you whatsoever. Neither does this doll or a building or a roller coaster. I'm sorry. You know, we talked about this one the with the woman who uh was in love with the building, but like if you're having an intimate relationship with an inanimate object, like you're assaulting that object. If you think that object is real enough to have a relationship, mm-hmm. you're assaulting it because it is not consenting. Yeah. It literally it, cannot because it is inanimate once again. I So there's a quote here in this article that said, our relationship was on and off since I was 16 because I would tell myself that it was wrong and break it off. But over the past year, I've really come to terms with my feelings for her. I know that my love for her cannot be changed. Okay. If it was on and off again... <laughs> Guess who didn't really have a say in that? <laughs> this Zombo doll. If we go for food, she always has to stay inside the car because people will stare at her. So we've never been able to eat or have a date in public. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't bring that thing into a restaurant. The only way you can get away with this relationship is at a zombie nativity scene. <laughs> and you have to take some liberties with the nativity. It's going to oh, be a girl. The, zo- the zombie Jesus is all grown up. Yeah, it'll be the zombie Jessica. But, you know, whatever. Um, oh boy. Oh, Michael. Michael? Did you find something? Oh, I found a, oh, I found something, my dude. Um, Michael, you should have scrolled down a little further in the article. And I don't normally recommend this on any tilt story that I find. Did you read the comments? You should have read those comments, my dude. Oh, I always avoid the comments. So, Felicity Cadillac the woman in love with the zombie doll. Michael is the author of a 2016 book called Zombie Blood. Uh, And that this is her advertising angle, that she is marrying a zombo doll. Okay. Wait, 2016 book? She wrote it two years ago. She wrote it when she was 17 years old? Michael, I'm not going to lie to you. This book came out almost two years ago to the day of this episode, August 18th, 2016. Hey, happy, Miss, happy zombie birthday. Happy zombie blood birthday, Felicity Cadillac. Misunderstood by her family, living in two separate fantasies and having nobody else but her older cousin, dolls, and zombified imaginary friends as her companions. Okay, again, so she is basically Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers who just wants to touch zombie butts. Um, 12-year-old, oh, this gets weirder, Felicity Cadillac's life changes dramatically when one morning she awakens to find herself in one of her fantasies that she always dreamed of. While going about her business, living in her creative society, Felicity is soon brought to her death by another person. Ugh. After that happens, she's resurrected as an intelligent walking corpse who is the higher being of her created ongoing society that she died in. Everything seems fine right up until they come face to face with true wait, evil wait, wait. itself. Everything seems fine? Now that Felicity, who is apparently a fucking weirdo, is dead and everyone's happy to have her gone at 12. Sorry. Um... And only then must Felicity fight to keep the society she created safe. So she dies into her own weird zombo fiction. So she creates a zombo fiction. She dies, comes, is resurrected back into her own fiction, and then she has to... Oh, Jesus. Michael, real quick. There are two five-star reviews for this book. (laughs) Are they both by Felicity Cadillac? Uh, No, Uh, no. They're both by Verified Purchases. However, there's also one one star review by a Donovan Mark Hankel. Would you like me to read this review to you? <laughs> Please. I don't get why there there are so many praying mantises. I think there should be less praying mantises and more and more zombies. I mean, it's called zombie, but not praying mantis blood. That makes no sense. So my thing is, if you want to write a book, make sure it has zombies in it, or at least something that has to do with blood. Nothing that has to do with praying mantises. <laughs> So I don't actually, again, I, so I know nothing praying, about the, There's a lot of praying mantises. I think the book is pretty heavy on playing man, praying mantises, less heavy on the zombie blood, which is good and bad at the same time. Can we can we do a, a tilt book club for real? Because like, 
We keep coming up with some really good ones. Yeah, we should at this point. Okay, Michael, here's here's the tilt commitment. We will not write a blog post for the rest of the year, but we will write at least one Amazon ebook that we will publish by the end of the year. And, oh my God, hey, yes. Hey, here's the thing. If you want to suggest a topic or at least an idea for this book, please email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We will, we will incorporate at least one. Give us a scene and yeah. we'll make sure to weave it into our dumb ebook. That's going to be amazing. A, that's a tilt goddamn guarantee. Yeah. <sighs> Michael, Is it going to be feel... like that thing in, in school where everyone writes like one sentence for a story? I feel like that would be the best possible if we get. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best possible outcome. Every listener, please send us one email. Give us one sentence about the dumbest sexual thing you can imagine, and we will tie it together into an ebook. Um so, Michael, there are other podcasts out there that do haunted doll watches. Obviously, one of our favorite podcasts does that. I feel like at this point, we need just like a haunted lover watch. Yeah. Just haunted marriage. Because I don't understand what people are doing sexually with haunted things. Like ghosts, dolls, zombie dolls, zombos themselves, Bigfoot. Like, why? what are we doing here? It makes me worry about like if we ever actually did encounter some kind of z- zombie situation. That uh, so I, I would watch zombie shows like The Walking Dead, and I'd be like, no, no one would be that dumb. But then I see this, and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, somebody's gonna try to. If we had zombies, somebody would try to marry it, well, or have it, sex with it. That's the bigger thing, though. Like, you know, we have all these fairy tales of werewolves, vampires, zombos, like all sorts of just mythical creatures that have faded into you know, you know, cryptid styles. Like Bigfoot can't show his face in decent society anymore i think we think it's because oh they're you know they're just these wild beasts they're just these these horrible like fringe like thing what if they're just like tired of being objectified and wanted to be fucked by all these crazy folks like what if they have chosen their recluse life just like i am tired of being objectified as a sexual object it's a good point like what if like what if Bigfoot would love to fucking go to Chipotle on the weekend, but he can't because fucking Susan will come in there and be like, "Give me, I want to rip a piece off of that." Thanks, because Chuck Tingle's just gonna write a book about Bigfoot's dick in a Chipotle burrito. Yeah, what if you know what if Dracula doesn't you know he wants to shop at twenty twenty one forever, but he can't forever twenty one. For I don't whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. Forever. We'll, cut, we'll cut that one. Forever 210. <laughs> He's very old. Um, yeah, it's just like, yeah, what if these these very good cryptids, these highly sexual cryptids, <laughs> just want to exist on their own and like they would love to participate in modern society. They would love to contribute to the downfall of mayonnaise, but they fucking can't because all these perverts want their mayonnaise. <laughs> you know? pretty proud of that (laughs) (laughs) michael i think that's gonna do it for us this week on trends in the place i don't i don't even know how to respond to i'm just saying i wish there was a place for all these hyper sexualized monsters quote-unquote monsters to come out of the shadows where they could just live a nice life (laughs) without felicity cadillac buying a creep-ass doll of them and making out with them just to peddle her fetish. That's it. That's all I want. I want them to live a life without the fear of being hypersexualized just by walking out of the woods. Maybe she just put on some pants. Yeah, I guess pants is, pants is a good start, Bigfoot. Just Like, hey, if you don't want people to stare at your dick, maybe try wearing pants. Think, think about pants. Or at least wrap it in an ace bandage. Ah, Michael, I have photo evidence that that does not make it any better. It actually makes it worse in a lot of ways, because now it looks like a deli roll, and I'm not interested. <laughs> well, Michael, I think it's going to do it for us this week on Trends of Places. Um, everyone, if you've liked this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, eventually, Michael or or myself might write a blog post, but I think now we have loftier goals. We're going for the Amazon self-publishing we're going to go for the Amazon uh, bestseller list. Yeah. And 
Now we need your support and your help. Please send us one sentence that you want to see in a highly sexually charged cryptid book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if we do use your sentence or your scene, then you will also get to be a character in the book. Um, no, I won't say it because I won't actually <laughs> want to include in the subject line of your email character. Yes. No. Um, yeah. yeah. And then we'll obviously work you in. Oh God! Good, good <laughs> Lord! Everything is bad about this. Um, you can so you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, we also love to hear from all our listeners. So if you want to send us a message, whether it be you know, I don't know creepy sexual cryptid stuff or just a story idea, or if you want to have us read a message to a fellow listener, you can reach us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get and we love to hear from our fans. So please, please, please reach out. And if you like this show, you might also like our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis, we are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We are <laughs> episode 22 of season two will be coming out probably end of this week. Uh, keeping out for that. We are coming up on the end game where Jack Bauer is going to cash some checks and snap some necks. So you're going to want to tune in for the end of the season. It's very, very good. And we have a lot of fun with that. Even if you've never seen the show before, I think you'll like that one because it's basically just us being really, really stupid. Um, so, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by uh, hitting that subscribe button on your favorite <laughs> podcast app of choice. Um, search for Trends in Low Places. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating. And if you would be so kind, a review. Um, you can also find us on your uh, social medias at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at TILPcast at TILPcast or by searching for Trends in Low Places and give us a follow, uh, like, a share, a retweet, uh, double tap our Instas. Um, no, double tap, no scope that Insta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and just tell your friends about us. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. We love you. You tell, tell no, them no, like, like, don't tell them a whole lot. Just tell them enough to make them think they want to listen to it. And then they'll get hooked on the cryptid sex. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that we're trying to do is help everyone discover their weird kink yeah. or fetish. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. literally the only point of this show. Yeah. Come and hey, Michael, say, talk, stay, stay for the Bigfoot dick. Michael, can I say this? I haven't found mine yet. It's and, kind like, of I'm, scary. I live in constant fear of the mm-hmm. fact that, like, yep. oops, no kinks yet. <laughs> oops. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm waiting for the oops all kinks episode, but I haven't gotten there yet. And... I don't know if it's just because I'm just a boring vanilla person, which I, at this point, oh, God, am I hoping for that. But if, like, one day, if we just stumble on the wrong, wrong topic and I break bad, I want you to put me down. (laughs) (laughs) What if it ends up being the same thing for both of us? Then we'll live happily ever after, my man. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. We'll have something to talk about, finally. (laughs) You want an FML before we Oh, Oh, yes, I do. You know I do. Today, my household ran out of toilet paper, so we have to shower after every dump. My mom just confessed that she does, in fact, have money for shit tickets, but won't buy any because it's the only way she can get my brother to shower. FML? There's so much to unpack in that paragraph. First of all, shit tickets? (laughs) Could you ever really feel clean if you didn't have a if you weren't able to wipe yourself after taking a dump, even if you showered. There is nothing that could make me feel less clean than like not for not wiping at all. <laughs> right? But also like, oops, I missed a bit. <laughs> like, Because that happens sometimes and it just is physically painful. Shit like, tickets. Shit tickets, though. Who says that? You want hey, tickets to the shit show? Yeah, like, you, it's not a raffle. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, here, yeah, it's here. Welcome. Here's some your tickets to the shit festival. You win peace of mind because your butt feels clean forever. Mm. Also, what kind of. Uh, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> this mom is doubly bad. Like, Hey, guess what? You were in charge of teaching this shithead to wipe his ass. 
Like you, you fail. Like I, uh, presumably dad did too. I don't want to just put it on the mom, but like, Hey, if, well, hold on. Also, it's the only way she can get him to shower. To shower? But my guess is that he's just not showering. I'm going like, to guess it's a young child who doesn't want to shower. How young could you be that y- you, like, that you won't wipe your ass? Well, uh, well, um, that you'll wipe your ass, but you won't shower. Well, she, I think the point is that he won't. Oh, God, I even know. <laughs> he won't shower unless his ass is covered in Duke. <laughs> That's a very, very specific kink. So this kid likes a clean butthole. Mm. The rest of it, though, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. But man, if I can't get this b-hole clean, mm. God, I'll, I'll sit in the bath all day. Well, Which God, you'll sit in the bath? Oh, God. That, yeah, that raised its own problems. Michael, I don't like this line of questioning. I, You know what? I read it, and I couldn't just leave it there. I couldn't. I had to I had to shower it away by telling someone else about it. Shit tickets. <laughs> Michael, I'm really sad it took me as long as it did to come up with I've got a colon ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a colon ticket. I wish I knew more of the song. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I need. Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. (laughs) Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.